The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Amen. God bless us. Please be seated. Merry Christmas again, everyone. Our text this morning is taken from the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 1. We're reading from verse 26. It should be on the screen. Luke chapter 1. We're reading from verse 26 to 33. Okay. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, Jesus sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. And he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading and understanding of his word in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Say Merry Christmas to your neighbor to the left and to the right. And um, we're grateful to God for the privilege of Christmas. And um, this session of uh, that my brother Nathaniel, Pastor Nathaniel, I mean, that's all Christmas is about. Like he said, the um, wise men, they set the tone, they bowed and they worshipped. And if, it's, if there's something that the world needs, like he said also, <laughs> it's Jesus. United Nations, if only they understood that the solution to the peace of the world is the Prince of Peace himself, the world would be a better place. However, God's plan for all that to happen is that Jesus will be manifest in you and I and through you and I. So for God so loved the world that he gave who? It's only because... So love is the radiant testimony that believers have. When love is in place, the world cannot resist Jesus. When we as believers show the love of God, and when they look at us and, and they're like, what is 
in these people's lives. In fact, that was the strength of the early church. They looked at them and they're like, Jesus says, this is how men will know that you are my disciples when you what? When you love one another. And the love, the, 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 the expression of love, or what bursts forth out of the reservoir of love or the presence of love in a life, in a marriage, in a relationship, in a community, in a nation, is joy. When people see joy, you, if, if love is present, there will be joy. When love is out of a marriage, joy walks out of the door. When, when love is out of a person, joy walks out of the door. So the joy of Christmas is a person. And his name is who? Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is, let's give, let's give the Lord a big, 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 big hand. His name is Jesus. And in part one of the joy of Christmas, we, we saw that when God uses the word behold, in the Hebrew, is, is what? Ine. And in the Greek, is what? Ido. So it means behold. And every time we see that word in scriptures, your life is about to change. Something profound is about to be said. Behold. And we saw that God said, behold, Jesus, the baby. Then secondly, we saw in part one that God said to us, behold, Jesus, the, the man. And the third thing that God said to us in part one was, Behold, Jesus, the, the Lamb, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins. The, the what? The sin, the sin, the sin of the world. <laughs> Singular, the sin of the world. And we also saw, Behold, in a Jesus, the coming King. That is coming to rule the nations of the earth. And we saw finally in part one. Behold Jesus that stands at the door and knocks. I want to do life with you. Last week in part two we, we explained that when you beheld Christ. When you behold Christ. There are three possible Responses. You could, from the story of Christmas that we read, the first possible response is you could try or attempt to what? To oppose him. Herod tried that. Everyone that tries it have expired. Kingdoms have come, kingdoms have gone, yet Jesus remained the same. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Nero tried it, his history. It's a rock that you kick against it, you get broken. If it comes against you, you get grounded. So we saw the possible, first possible response was to oppose him. The second, or attempt to oppose him. The second possible response was what? Attempt to dismiss him. Like the scholars did. Like, like the, the Pharisees, the, the, the Sadducees did. They knew the scriptures. They could, they could quote to Herod, 
he will be born in Bethlehem of Judea. But they did not seek him. And we saw that the third possible response to when you've beheld Jesus is to what? Is to worship him. And that is what we have come to do today. <laughs> to bow and to worship him. To bow and to worship him. Now, once we have gone through the right response, we have bowed, we have worshipped Jesus, inadvertently, the joy of Christmas becomes our portion. Like the wise men, the scripture says that the wise men, they left jubilant. The joy of God became their portion. And we've explained that joy is different from, from happiness. Joy is fundamentally different from happiness. Happiness is based on the happenings around you. What has happened to you. Joy is based on the flow within you. Who is present in you. Happiness comes from outside. Joy comes from inside. You can liken happiness to rain and liken joy to a spring. Happiness mostly is by chance or happenstance. Time and chance. Joy, as we are going to see today, is by choice. I will say joy is by choice. The best definition of joy I've come across is one from... Um, Miss um, K. Warren, Mrs. K. Warren, and, and, and she says that joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of every detail. It was every detail. Every detail in my life. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of every detail of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything will be all right. Look at your neighbor and say, everything will be all right. It may not look like it right now, but everything will be all right. Except Jesus is not on your throne. Everything will be all right. The, the quiet confidence that ultimately everything will be all right. And the determined choice, that was a determined choice. The determined choice to praise God in all things. That is joy. That is joy. The determined choice to praise God in all things. The quiet confidence that everything will be all right. So it's a choice. And because joy is a spring, there's usually a lead in many of our lives that prevents the spring of joy, the stream of joy to flow in our lives. The lead today will be taken out in the mighty name of Jesus. There are three of them from the Christmas story. There are three of them. And, you know, when I was pondering, you know, what, which direction are we going, and I felt God was saying to me that the message of last Christmas is, is what you should preach. I said, okay, 
it's okay. I brought up my outline, kept it there, you know, it was there. But yesterday night, when I began to go through the message, I didn't want to preach it. And the reason is, I must be honest, it, it brutally spoke to where I am today, my work with God today. Brutally. That if, if it was not, if I was just preparing a fresh sermon and I was getting that direction, I would really struggle to stay on course. But God says, don't worry, I have it ready for you. Praise God. The three choices that when you make these choices, the stream of joy will flow in your life are this. Number one, you have to choose to trust God. You have to what? Choose to trust God. In Luke 1, 26 to 33, that we read, Luke 1, 23 to 36, Mary was frightened. She was afraid. Anxiety took over her heart. The angel said to her, don't be anxious. Don't be afraid. And many times, when you look at our lives, particularly if we are to be honest right now, many of us, we are anxious. There are things we are anxious about. There are things that we want seen. And as long as we remain in that state of anxiety, the joy of Christmas will not be evident in our lives, and the witness of Jesus will be hampered. So the joy of Christmas must be evident. You have to take care of anxiety. Why? Because anxiety is a destroyer of joy. Anxiety is a destroyer of joy. I may not know what you are anxious about this morning, but I know what the solution is. I may not know what you're anxious about, but I know what the solution is. The solution is to trust God. Everybody say, trust God. Luke, hallelujah. Hallelujah, <laughs> you can clap, fine. Luke 138. Luke 138. The word of God says that Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant and I am willing to accept whatever he wants. My question to you is, have you made that statement that I am willing to accept whatever God wants from, from my life? Until you are capable of making that statement, joy will keep eluding you. Whatever. May everything you have said happen to me. That is the position of a servant. That's the position. A servant doesn't have a say. So God is saying, for my joy to be evident in your life, you must take the position of whatever. I trust you. So when Mary was afraid and filled with anxiety, she chose to trust God. She chose to trust God. Will you choose to trust God this morning? That's why in verse 47 of, of Luke 1, Mary can say confidently in 
Luke 1, 47, that my spirit finds joy in God. My soul does magnify the Lord. My spirit finds joy in God. So the first thing is to choose joy. Is to choose joy. The second biggest destroyer of joy that blocks the flow of the stream is hurt and pain and resentment. But like Joseph, like Joseph, not only should we choose to trust God like, like Mary, we should choose to offer grace and let it go like Joseph. You should choose to, I don't know who has hurt you. I don't know what hurt you are dealing with. I mean, for me, like I said, I mean, I, I struggled when I got to this point, you know. We should learn from, from Joseph. Everybody in air has been hurt. Everybody has been wounded by someone or either consciously or consciously, or deliberately or inadvertently. But you have to choose to offer grace and let things go if you want to move forward. You have to choose to offer grace and let it go. When you look at the story of Joseph, you, I mean, sometimes we read these things so fast that we don't really get the depth of it. Joseph was brutally wounded and hurt, felt betrayed, as we're going to see in the text. But you see, the truth is this. <laughs> you cannot be resentful and be joyful at the same time. It's not going to work. You can't be filled with resentment and be filled with joy at the same time. You have to learn to offer grace. Matthew 1, 18 to 19, it says, this is how Jesus was born to Messiah. His mother was engaged to marry to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom he was engaged, was a righteous man. I did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. Now, what's going on here? When you see engagement there, it's, it's betrothal. And it is a legal contract between two people that want to get married a year before the actual date. In fact, to get out of a betrothal, you, it's, you need, actually need a divorce. It's not that you are dating, you are engaged as we are, then you decide not to get married. No, it's a different thing. So, Mary came to Joseph and said, I am pregnant. And Joseph says, okay, who is the guy? And Mary says, it's the Holy Ghost. Now, every time I say it, it's, every time I think about it, it's still ridiculous. How? It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. You think I'm a fool? It's the Holy Ghost. Now, imagine at this time, God had not spoken to Joseph. God had not spoken to Joseph. Joseph had no clue. But Joseph had the rights. So take Mary to the cleaners. Joseph had the right. But Joseph chose to offer grace and let it go. He chose to, 
This was before God spoke to him. He chose to offer grace. Now, many times when we are resentful, we do two things. We do two things. Is either we run or we retaliate. But Joseph chose to offer grace. Until you choose to offer grace. Until you choose to move. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Praise the name of the Lord. Nothing. So my question is, who has hurt you this morning? Who? Who has hurt you? Like Joseph. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Matthew one twenty. Matthew one twenty says, after the, everybody say, after deciding this. After deciding this. After deciding to offer grace. After deciding this. An angel appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Joseph, the baby that Mary is carrying is really from the Holy Ghost. She's not using your head. She's not lying. <laughs> so go ahead and marry her. And when the baby is born, and on, and on, and on, and on. So Joseph was blessed because he chose not to be bitter. You cannot be bitter and be blessed at the same time. What is it going to be this morning, my brother? What is it going to be this morning, my sister? Are you going to be bitter or are you going to be blessed? Ask your neighbor, what is it going to be, bitter or blessed? <laughs> blessed. So, I mean, many questions came to my mind. Why didn't God just call Mary and Joseph and, and tell them, this is the plan I have for you? Why didn't the angel appear, one appear to Mary, I'm sure God has more than one angel, and another one appears to Joseph the same night? Why? Just to teach us that you have to choose to offer grace. So the first is for the joy of Christmas, the stream of life to flow through us. The first thing is this. We have to what? Trust God. We have to choose to trust God. The second is we have to choose to offer grace. And the, and the third, and finally, is, is this. You, you see, when you look at everyone in the Christmas story, everybody was confused. Herod was confused. The wise men were confused. When they entered Jerusalem, Joseph was confused. Mary was confused. Even the shepherds were confused. What is this? But you see, when confused, because confusion is another thing that blocks the joy of God. So, so, so the first is what? Is what? Anxiety. The second is what? Resentment. Blocks. The third is confusion. So in anxiety, you choose to trust. In resentment, you choose to offer grace. And with confusion, you need to choose to follow God's light. When the shepherds were, oh sorry, the wise men were confused, they chose to follow God's light. Matthew chapter 2. 
Verse 13. The wise men from the east, when they said, where is he that was born? Next. We saw a star and we have followed it here, seeking to find and to worship him. Now, Herod was upset, deeply upset by this. And he was bothered because of their search. I mean, that's, we can unpack that. So, the, the wise men chose to follow God's light. By the time we get to verse 10, 9 to 10, it says, so they continued their search, following the star, following God's light. You may be confused this morning. If you choose to follow God's light, confusion will come to an end in your life. Amen. 100%. One of the greatest questions as a pastor that people have, have engaged with people, the summary is that people are confused. People are just confused. Where to marry, where to walk, where to settle, should I travel, should I, what will I do with my life? People are confused. But if you choose to follow God's light this morning, the joy of Christmas will flow in your life. If you choose to follow God's light, since they continued their search by following the star. And the end of the day, if you go to the next, they were filled with what? With joy and, and, and rejoiced exceedingly. You see, many times we look at God and we want God to give us a map of our lives. God says, I'm not going to give you a map for two reasons. Many of us, you know, what's the map of our lives from beginning to the end? What so we know where to go and all that? Wouldn't that be better? That's a good idea, isn't it? That will solve all the confusion. But if God gives you the map of your life, number one, it will compound your confusion. <laughs> Imagine God gave Joseph the, the map and he saw the route to prison. Ah, no. You say, can we find another route to the, to the palace? God won't give you a map. Secondly, the reason why God won't give you a map is because you, you will not trust God again. God will always want us to, be relied, to rely on him. Always. So, instead, God won't give you a map. If God give you a map, he will give you a light. It will give you a light. It will give you a light. For everyone that is a child of God, at every stage of your life, there is always light for the next level. There's always light. The question is, are you going to take the next step in obedience? Or are you going to sit down and keep doubting God? It won't give us a... It gives us... So have you met Jesus this morning? Do you have the joy of Christmas? Has it been blocked? Is it flowing? Say, so, but Pastor, how do I know if I've met Jesus? If you've met Jesus, classic, if you look at the lives of the wise men, when you met Jesus, the first thing is they were in awe. They fell down at their feet and they worshipped. 
if you've never had that experience in your life, when you are in awe of God's gratitude, of how he saved you and delivered you, and rescued you from the power of sin, from the pain of sin, from the pollution of sin, from the penalty of sin, and you can't see that, you are not safe. But today, you will experience that joy in the name of Jesus Secondly, how do we know? From the, they not only bowed, they emptied their chest, their treasure chest. What's your treasure chest? Your treasure chest, for some people, for everybody, is that one thing that is most important to you that you've gathered with your life. For some people, it's their children. It's their treasure chest. For some people, it's their career. For some people, it's their business. Or their, for some people... It's, it's interestingly, for some people, it's golf. Golf is their treasure chest. They will do anything to preserve golf. For some people, so, of course, it's their finances. What is your treasure chest? Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads today. To express the joy of Christmas, we need to get rid of everything that is blocking it. Have you lost the joy through anxiety, through pain? You're like, Pastor, I'm confused. I'm in pain right now. You need a savior from heaven. His name is Jesus. Today is Christmas Day. You're saying, Pastor, I've never given my life to Jesus. I've never experienced that joy of Christmas, that joy of salvation that everybody talks about. I want to experience the joy of salvation. If that is you, or you're like, can I come back to God, Pastor, this morning? Yes, you can. Should I come forward? No, you don't need to come forward. I'll pray with you wherever you are seated. That is me, Pastor. Put up your hand now over your head. I will pray together. God bless you. If I put up your hand, put up your hand well. Shoot it up over your head, not on your head. God bless you. Put the hand up, up, up. God bless you. And your hand there, my, my, my sister. God bless you. Put the hands up over your, over your head and take a card. If you put your hand up, put it up. God bless you. Another hand there, another hand there. There's a man right in front. God bless you. For, for the rest of us, let's talk to God. And there's a hand there. If you still want to put up your hand, put it up over your head. Just of us, let's talk to God. Joy, what is that thing? For, for you, maybe to offer grace to forgive. For you, for you, it may be to just choose to trust God. Yet for you, it may just be to choose to follow God's light. Father, we pray for everyone that is surrendering to you today. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you breathe upon these lives, Lord. Draw them to yourself. All of us my Father, heal our hearts. Help us to experience the joy of Christmas. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Let's pray together for the Lord for his kindness and mercy.